Welcome to Alphabet Flight, a psychopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. With a guest, we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone with very pointy shoes, Rob London. Hola. <laughs> yes, so today we are talking about uh, a person who, for a very long time, I thought was just Hispanic Spider-Man. Also, I thought they were still a spider for a while. Is still spider um Hispanic? Uh I don't think so. Oh wait, wait no, sorry, no, uh the Steel Spider is Ollie Osnick, who is just a white guy. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's vaguely similar like similar spider pattern on the costume. Yeah, but yeah, so uh Tarantula is someone that you're very uh intimately familiar with. That's correct. Um, we uh, we were roommates for a couple of years uh, when I was uh, living in Delvadia. But uh, no, actually, I I did write the uh, Tarantula's most recent handbook profile for both this Tarantula and his and his successor. So I have a question for you. Okay. Since you did the most recent version, would you want to just go through go through it? Okay. Or- so uh, in one line, as he was often described in the comics. The tarantula is the Captain America of a fascist state. Like, I, like I guess the the as the as the bald eagle is to America, the tarantula is to Delvadia, which is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, pretty. It's pretty badass. Yeah, but but yeah. So we we are. This is actually one of the very few Hispanic characters I think I talked about in this era. Yes, and a lack of representation. And as you can imagine, um. His dialogue is peppered with a lot of, you know, spider, you call Spider-Man spider ombre. I mean, like, that sounds good, but also at the same time, I don't like that trope. It was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time when everyone was bad, just like right now. Um, So yeah, so Tarantula, uh, it looks, as I said, looks like Hispanic Spider-Man. Like, it's just a Spider-Man, it looks like a basically a red costume with a, would it be tarantula or spider? Does I mean, I mean a, a, a tarantula <laughs> is a kind of spider. Yeah, well, I'm going to say tarantula design, yeah. um, that it's pretty elaborate, like, it's it's basically like a, like a, like the Spider-Man, what, like some of the Spider-Man uh, spider logos on the chest, but with a little mm-hmm. bit of flair. Um, yes. Like the top and bottom uh, legs, they go down a little bit, um, and uh, d- wears a cowl with yeah. uh, with a pretty good mustache. You know, like the you know pencil thin mustache. Um, I mean, it's also kind of like a bandito mustache. Yeah, yeah, and and also very important, pointy shoes. Very pointy shoes. They're yeah. so pointy. They're kind. Of, they've kind of got like little, uh, little uh, light coming off them. Yeah, uh, if you're looking at the entry, and you'll also see the picture on at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram, um, it almost looks like he's piercing the page. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, his name is Anton Miguel Rodriguez. Um, his occupation is revolutionary terrorist, later government operative, later professional criminal. Um. He's publicly known, so everyone's just like, hey, look, there's Tarantula. Hey, Tom, what's up? And he's just like, point, 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 with his shoes. Um, he is a citizen of an unidentified South American country, 
with an international crime record, which I'm assuming later when they understood that you can't necessarily get away with that as much, they've named. And I, uh, it's a uh, Delvadia. Okay. At least they made up a country instead of just saying they're from Colombia or something. Like yes. That. Uh, so his place of death is New York. Um, his male status is un- uh, unrevealed, presumed single. Um, he, Although we later find out he does have a daughter. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's not he's he's single, but you know, he still keeps up with his like former like lovers and stuff, especially when mm. they have children. He's not that bad of a person. Um, yeah, so he uh, was a former ally of Doctor Light, Craven the Hunter, the Jackal, Senator Suret Sweet Sir. Uh, Senor Suerte. Senor Suerte, uh, two. Uh, Which is Spanish for Mr. Lucky. Yeah. He's a a Luke Cage villain. Ooh. His deal was that uh, he had a roulette wheel on his his chest, and he spun it, and when it stopped, one hand of his became deadly electrified, and the other was not. Oh. So he was both Senor Suerte, Mr. Lucky, and Senor Muerte, Mr. Death. Oh, that's very good. So, also, a corporation that comes with a lot, the Brain Corporation. Yep. Um, which is just a subsidiary of Roxxon, so technically just Roxxon. Mm-hmm. So, so many bad corporations. It's, oh, yeah. Who, who would have thought a corporation being evil? Um, I mean, listen, I would at least prefer it if our evil corporations these days were giving people tarantula powers. Yeah, if, if like, if I could, like, work for Roxxon and maybe get some powers, like, I, I'd probably do it. I Like, i try to leave and probably die, but, you know, I'll do it. Um, so, he first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man issue 134. So, yes, Tarantula first showed up in Amazing Spider-Man issue 3, issue 134. Um, in July 1974, Danger is a man called Tarantula. And there is so much cover copy. Also, Cover Peace Theater. So, we have, I think, a really good cover. I would definitely buy this. If I sight unseen on the spinner rack, I would definitely buy this one. Um, we have Spider-Man, um, doing a Spider-Man thing, uh, dodging Tarantula, who's kicking with very pointy shoes. And and also there's a cop shooting at him. Yeah, there's like a cop shooting at him and they're like, and the, there's also they, another cop that's on the, on the ground and they're, and they're on, on a ferry. A, yeah, they're on a boat. Yeah, like, it's real exciting. Like, we get a really good, like, back, uh, backdrop of, like, the New York City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tarantula is saying... You are but a Spider-Man. I am the Tarantula, and my touch means death. Uh, and Spider-Man would be like, oh, he's not kidding. If one of those still spikes catches me, I'll be shredded. Extra. And let me tell you, he's already sh- he's already shredded like a Ninja Turtle, so. Extra, don't miss the shocking return of a surprise supervillain in this issue's startling last panel. And if I'm remembering correctly, it is... uh, Wait, I remember saying this. Uh, But yeah, this is... He he teamed up with uh, Punisher on this one. Yes, it's the Punisher. 
is, who was considered it? just like a Spider-Man villain at the time. This is his second ever appearance. Oh yeah. So right. this uh, this issue probably goes for a lot of uh, many Delvadian pesos. Probably a lot. I mean, having having a first appearance of Tarantula mm. and having the Punisher, pretty good. So uh, he died many uh, issues later in Amazing Spider-Man issue number two thirty four. A hundred and two issues later. Um, so, uh, yeah, Anton Miguel Rodriguez was a member of a small revolutionary band that opposed the dictatorship of an unidentified uh, South American country. Rodriguez and his associates were terrorists who blew up supply trains, kidnapped politicians, and held them for ransom. Then killed them if uh, the particular so if the ransom was not paid. Rodriguez was a particularly blood was particularly bloodthirsty. However, his fellow revolutionaries expelled him from their organization shortly after he murdered a guard without cause or in robbery. I feel like he wasn't a revolutionary. He was more of a I get to murder people person. Yeah, he was just a guy who killed for kicks, which is why he instantly then took on a job with the whole with the thing he was opposing. And became their national hero, albeit, as mentioned earlier, the national hero of a fascist state. Yeah, he basically just switched sides. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm kind of tired with someone, and this is this is me not being like super pro-Captain America. Um, I kind of don't like it when people are just like, hey, this is the Captain America of the X country. Why can't they just have their own ca- like type of hero? Like, what is... Like, also... Tarantula has nothing to do with the Super Soldier Serum. I mean, he could kind of use it because initially he was just a very athletic guy with some very pointy shoes. Well, um, well, the human kick does have a lot of uh, power behind it. And also, if you put knives on your shoes, it could probably get through a lot of stuff. And of course, those knives also poisoned. Yeah, because he's a tarantula. Uh, uh, although um, tarantula's not actually poisonous. No, no, they're they're more of a takedown. They they, they take down people. And, well, I mean, know. they they're they're basically harmless to people. They can find they can like get hairs that'll lodge in your eyes and become irritated. But that is not a great uh, superpower to fight Spider Man with. Uh, basically, after a certain time, he was still just a bloodthirsty bloodthirsty a hole, uh, and really loved violence and killing. And during an interrogation, um, he basically. Killed a guard because he wouldn't let him beat a prisoner as much as he wanted. And then he fleed the country. And you know where people go when they're a bad person and they wanna and they just really want to get bloodthirsty. New York City. I mean it was the seventies. Things were pretty rough there. Yeah. Uh just I, I mean, mean the, I mean at- there's that famously cut scene of Taxi Driver where Travis Bickle has to fight a, a Delvadian revolutionary with uh knife shoes. Yeah, it's it's very brutal. Um, definitely get the, definitely get that cut. You know, it's a little hard to find. Yeah, I mean, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> so, um, so basically, uh, he, you know, he was doing some stuff and got and happened to meet uh Spider Man on a ferry. Um, and also Punisher happened to be there. Um, and they disrupted his plans to basically. Hijack and then ransom. Everybody, Everybody was trying to get to Staten Island that day. I don't get it. Yeah, I know. Um, so he gets he gets defeated, of course, because he's fighting Spider Man. Um, and then 
uh, months later, he escaped prison uh, with a new ally, Jackal, who wanted to, uh, one thing, get vengeance on Spider-Man. Second thing, kiss Gwen Stacy. Yes. Uh, hilariously, the uh, tarantula escaped jail by, you know how often, like, the vulture, they, like, they let him work in the machine shop or whatever? Yeah. Uh, they let the uh, the tarantula work in the shoe shop? He, you know, escaped with Jackal, but but Spider-Man defeated both of them um, in battle and captured the Jackal. And then uh, tarantula escaped. Uh, presumably, tarantula escaped on this occasion. Uh, like blah, blah 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 blah, he escaped uh, this occasion, and Jackal like died pretty shortly after. Um, then he was hired by Lightmaster to commit various kidnappings and murders. Uh, kind of his jam, you know. Yeah, I mean he's ca- he's usually not the main guy. He's working for a guy. Yeah. And in this case, it is a series of kind of B level seventy Spider Man villains. So you got yeah. the you got the jackal who's maybe you know, he's he's kind of cut above he's you know, just maybe like a, a a cut up below your your green goblins and uh, your doctor octopuses then you get down to lightmaster though working for lightmaster not so impressive I'm go- okay I'm gonna say this lightmaster we covered a long time ago it was yes. L's and the living yeah. part um and it was part of a long line of Spider-Man villains that had a suit on that got shocked and gained the powers of the suit. Yes. Um, I, didn't he have... No, I'm thinking of uh, Laser Dude. What am I thinking? Laser... The Living, living laser. laser? No, he had laser diodes in him. But Light- Lightmaster just had like a suit that could like absorb light and stuff and shoot it. And he got mm-hmm. shocked while he was in it. I think while fighting Spider-Man. And then basically became a light person. Yes. Of pure energy, which is not the only person who's made of pure light in the Marvel Universe. There's so many of them. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, I feel they like prob- I would they just- They probably be- have their own magazine. Like, I feel like I would, like, start wearing science suits everywhere, hanging out close to, like, electrical sockets. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think the Lightmaster also once tried to kill Spider-Man in a giant light bulb. I mean, you have to stick to your craft. It it just amused me because there is a Tick villain who does the exact same thing in an episode of the Tick. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, a- the 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 deadly bulb. Yeah. Um. So later, uh, he partnered. I am such a bad Hispanic person. I cannot suerte. So it's with Senor Suerte. Suerte. See, it's the Sue part that gets mm-hmm. me. Suerte. Um. So he. Enough. He was the if he was senior surete, he would work for the provincial police in Quebec. Only Canadians will get that joke. Yep, I definitely don't. Um, you know, every time I have a Canadian person on, they make like a very Canadian joke, and I'm just like, yep, that sounds like a joke. Um, so yeah, he was he surete. I cannot say it. I don't. Okay, his partner, the second senior surete, yeah. tried to steal the powerful weapons called the Mad, Mad. Bombs. Yeah. And, and use uh, them for the power, purpose of extortion, but we're defeated by Captain America. See, that's see, that's just uh, like every time you get like a like a C lister, that's basically just a henchman. You, you have that little thing. My favorite one was uh, Tiger Shark, where it was one sentence. It was well, no, it was a paragraph where he went to the Great Lakes and uh, he met the Hulk, and he thought, "Oh, the Hulk's Namor's uh, friend," and then the Hulk. Not knowing who Tiger Shark was, beat the crap out of him, 
it had left. Yeah, stick to stick to fighting Namor and your brother-in-law, Tiger Shark. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think the sentence was because uh, his brother whole- is Lon Stingray. So his. Uh, so I think I'm pretty sure that the sentence was Hulk properly beat him unconscious. Yeah, that'll happen. And then that was it. And then they just went to the next thing. Um, but yeah, so basically, you know. Captain America defeated someone with bombs. It's, you know, it's a story I mean, that happens. I, I, I seem to recall that's a fill-in issue, and it's it's a little unfortunate because, I mean, they keep referring to this guy as the Captain America of a fascist state. You'd kind of think his his meeting Captain America would be a bigger deal. Yeah. And it's going to be, you're not going to get to it until update 89, but uh, the second tarantula actually did have a really good confrontation with Captain America. Well, I can't wait. I'm look, really looking forward to 89 update. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. getting close. I'm in the tease. Yeah. So. Um, so the next several uh, paragraphs is about how the tarantula, uh, got involved with the Brain Corporation, who's a subsidiary of Roxxon, and he, you know, he, he, you know, clashed with Spider-Man a few times and failed, but the Brain uh, Corporation, you know, do their, does their thing. They're just like, hey, you want, uh, superpowers? And they were just like, and they were going to give him, they were going to give him a super strength. Um, but what happened is Will-O-Wisp, who had a beef with the brand corporation, uh, went in and uh, messed a bunch of stuff up while uh, the tarantula was being dipped in the super strong juice he was in. Mm. And whenever that, uh, whenever that was uh, disrupted because of the power uh, power discharges. He basically turned into a tarantula. Like he at first, he was like a a man spider. Like more spider than man. I mean, like a like a like a very gross but still humanoid, and he had like hands. Yeah, and you know, like it's it yeah it's it's pretty gross. Like think of like the think of like some of the later transformations of of the fly, the Jeff Goldblum mm. one. Yes. Um, kind of like that, but then uh, eventually just turned into a giant, just a giant one, just a giant yes, like, tarantula, like like a giant fifties B movie tarantula. Yeah, and and then I'm uh, basically committed suicide by cop, and also suicide by jumping off a giant building. Yeah, that's that's the part. Like I. You know, you gotta love the Marvel Universe. Sometimes someone turns into a giant tarantula, then they commit suicide by cop. And that that thing is sort of... This sort of ties into a debate that's sort of still controversial amongst uh, the Spider-Man fandom. And that's basically how strong, like, and how powerful should Spider-Man be. Because, you know, he can lift, you know, gigantic uh, pieces of machinery, and he can fight you know, super strong foes like the Green Goblin and the Rhino. But he can also have trouble against, like, the Enforcers and the Kingpin. So, I, and this is this is me, I'm not as, you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue too much with you, because mm. you're my spy. You're, well, you're I, my I spy mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking a side in this argument. But, I'm just saying that there are two sides in the fandom. I'm not, I'm, I'm not really committed to one side or the other, and Jerry Conway has sort of been singled out as a guy who has Spider-Man fighting sort of lower level, like guys like Hammerhead, who's just a guy with a steel plate in his head, 
or the jackal who was just a middle-aged biology professor in a fursuit. Yeah. Or the tarantula who is like a guy in good shape with pointy shoes. Like, I I like the interpretation that, like, I, I use Spider-Man as, like, the the bar you have to get over to be considered, like, super strong. Like, I'm not saying, like, super strength is, is one thing, but, like, because I, I like to, I like to go off of what they say in here, 10 tons. So enough mm. to do a lot of damage. Right. But not enough that you can just punch out the Hulk. Mm. You know, like, you're, you're, I think that's, like, the level of, like, where you're starting to hit a cut above just, like, a, just a regular, like, maybe B or C list or henchman mm-hmm. with superpowers. Um, and, and, anyway, so so it was Conway who wrote those initial appearances, and then when he came back working for the Brand Corporation, that was he was written by uh, Roger Stern, who is sort of more on the Spider-Man should be able to smack guys like this around, and so the tarantula gets pretty easily defeated. Um, I think- and that and that's why he decides. Well, I'm gonna get powers from the brand corporation in um in the shocker entry mm-hmm. uh they have a really good aside where the shocker is just a, is a dude he's a he's a dude with like vibrational guns basically mm-hmm. um and they have a line in there where uh spider-man goes and swings down and kicks him and they're just like luckily there's enough padding so he was just barely injured and i'm just like if Spider-Man is like 10 tons of stuff, he can punch holes through most people. It's very good padding. That's why he made all his furniture out of it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the uh, Marvel movies did a good job with to Tom Holland, mm. Spider-Man, where like I love the part in uh, Civil War where uh the the Winter Soldier goes to punch uh Spider-Man and he mm. catches the arm and he's moving around be like, "Wow, this is cool." Like it's like he's just playing with a toy. Right. Like it's 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 like I think I think it does like a good like mix where like he's very strong and very strong to, especially compared to like a lot of your baseline like heroes uh, baseline like human heroes without mutations but he's not so strong that the people who are considered like the strongest are mm. barely affected by him. Right. Uh, so that being said, that's pretty much all that uh, is happening with Tarantula at this point in. The- uh, is history. Um, uh, you want to go on to what his future is? By the way, uh, is he still dead? No. No, yes, because I remember seeing him like a few months ago, I think. Yes, he was uh, brought back as uh, one of the various villains who were resurrected during the clone conspiracy and survived the events of that crossover and thus is still running around. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he was brought up very briefly. Either that or it was still Spider. Again, I don't know why I confuse them, but I do. Um, he was in the uh, Hunted um, yes. series where Craven the Hunter and his son uh, mm. captured, well, his clone son. Clone um, son. Yeah, uh, captured all of the animal-based uh, villains that live in uh, New York, which is, by the way, a lot. And... Uh, basically sold a most dangerous game type thing to a bunch of rich billionaires where yes. they can be in like a uh, robots that right, like, a, like a robot craven and fight instead of an animal a guy in an animal costume yeah 
So it's like if you had the most dangerous game at AnthroCon. Yeah, it's uh that a lot of interesting stuff. It it uh it brought I mean it brought a lot of like really like low level really low level villains for like just like little little shots here and there. Oh sure. Got to see the bison, uh the gibbon. Yeah, too bad they didn't capture Mandrill and just murder him. I hate I Mandrill. The, I think the Mandrill was in there, but he was not killed. Yeah, they should have like graphically murdered him. I hate <laughs> the Mandrill so much. He is a, he's a real creep. I hate the Mandrill. I hate when he pops up. Uh, like I'm reading through uh, the I'm reading through the Thunderbolts uh-huh. from the beginning. Also, I'm quickly um quickly uh, reaffirming why I love Kurt Busiek so much. Oh sure. I mean, um, because very good writer. <laughs> um, on all, and all the continuity stuff is catnip to people like myself. Yeah, well, um, they had like a brief little fight where, um, uh, well, it was a part of the origin story, I think. Oh, right. Uh, and there's a break out of the vault, I think. And uh, I think maybe also the UFOs are there. And, and I think Kane. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Mandrill shows up briefly trying to take over, not Moonstone, it was Songbird. Uh-huh. And then, like, they do the thing that I hate, where it's just like, well, most women are irresist- uh, can't resist him, but uh, if you're strong enough, you can, and then, you know, they had that. But I remember him showing up, and it reminded me how I, much I hate him. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> He's real bad. So, uh, so yeah, he does, hasn't really shown up a lot, really. Like he's kind of showed up in cameos here and there. Yeah, no, I I think he's in the uh, he was in the first uh, arc of the Amazing Mary Jane. Yes, he was in that one. That's uh, that's where I saw him most recently. Yeah, so he's uh, around. He's around, not the most. Um, again, like it, again, it just he he looks like he just has a Spider-Man costume on from another like an alternate universe. Yeah, he's a, he's strongly spider themed. Yeah, so. Wait, isn't there another tarantula? Wait, who's the other? There's another Hispanic. Well, there's also, there's the black tarantula. Black tarantula, that's the one I'm thinking Who is not of. related to him at all. No, it's basically like a, like a Hispanic kingpin that also wears like a tarantula, oh, a mask with a tarantula yes, pattern on it. This is correct. It's a pretty cool costume, actually. I... I- I, I enjoy that uh, post-Clone Saga uh, Tom DeFalco run on Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff uh, out there, so I don't know. Read some Spider-Man stuff. It's, some, right. of it's, some of it's good. Some of it's like, meh. Some of it's Some of it has the tarantula in it. Some of it has tarantula in it, yeah. That's, so that's pretty much it. Um, do you have anything to plug? Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm on uh, Stasis Pod. It's a Transformers podcast. We're currently... Going episode by episode through Rescue Bots. And I'm also a member of the Marvel Research Team. And we have a handbook coming out uh, to tie in with the Empire crossover event. And it has now been rescheduled. Uh, so it will be coming out at the end of July. I am glad that there's new comics coming out. That's right. <laughs> Ooh. Man, I was like, I've, I've forgotten a lot of the storylines I was excited for. Uh. <laughs> I need to go back and read. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. I also have another podcast called uh, Limited Theories, where I cover limited, uh, mostly limited Marvel series, issue by issue, with my friend, not this Rob. Uh, um, 
This has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Good night. Good night. <laughs>